1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of the second round of games In the new year Ange Postacoglu hits out at remarkable decisions against Celtic And says Conor Goldson made one of only two saves in Monday's game Michael Beale says he's met with potential Rangers signings But doesn't want any more loans And Motherwell are targeting attacking options As Louis Moult's loan comes to an end I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight you have Cami Bell And Hugh
2: Evans. VAR has altered Ange Postacoglu's personality. It's ruined his match day experience and it's made him think that Scottish referees, assistant referees, fourth officials and VAR operators really don't know what they're doing. And for the avoidance of doubt on a purely personal level, I said on Monday's programme, I thought Conor Goldson had given away a penalty and I still think it was a penalty.
1: See, I see right through you Cammy Bell You agreed to this Friday shift thinking There's no way they're still going to be talking about a handball On a Monday game, f- on a Friday How wrong you are Yeah,
3: Ange does a press conference and brings it back up So yeah, I thought it was over when done and dealt with I was quite surprised at um, Ange's comments um, About the incident Especially we're so far on in the week And we're building up to another uh, set of fixtures But yeah, he obviously felt he needed to, to speak up about, about it um, And again, for me Listen, it's, it's a really, really tough decision I, I, I can see why it would be a penalty And why it wouldn't be So I don't think it's that blatant a, a, a call that's been made out wrong From the referees and the VAR officials
1: You'll probably be annoyed already At something Whatever side of the fence you're on So come on down 01419511025 Of course Hugh Kevins It might take a while to get there I don't know if we ever will uh,
2: Tonight But actually got some really good games uh, To look forward to this weekend as well In the immediate aftermath Of an Old Firm game And four days after Is still the immediate aftermath For Uh, a city that gets so excited about this fixture Uh, I'm not surprised Ange Postacoglu had to be asked a question about it because reporters are under instruction to ask him about it so he has responded to questions that he was asked Uh, VAR has created all manner of debate all manner of arguments since its implementation we still haven't got it right I don't think that supporters go to the game knowing what's going on anymore, and I think that the interpretation of the handball rule is beyond human understanding. Oh one four one
1: nine five one one zero two five. Of course, by the time tomorrow's games come around, we might have a new incident to pour over for five days, Cami, and then this latest one will be uh, wiped out. But there's a, there is a lot to be won and lost on the pitch this weekend, um, top, middle, and bottom of that league.
3: Yes, it's a massive weekend Again, obviously touching on the top of the league um, Rangers and Celtic both pushing each other Um, Rangers need to cling on to Celtic as much as they can Celtic have got a a home tie that I would would imagine They would get through comfortably against Kilmarnock Um, And maybe a little bit more difficult tie away for Dundee United um, For Rangers on on Sunday So yeah, but there's some big games in there Some big games obviously for your team, Gordon Um, That's a massive game on Mm. Sunday I think both teams need to win that to be honest um, and then you've got Aberdeen who are, Jim Goodwin's under a little bit of pressure up there as well So there's some big, big fixtures
1: Absolutely uh, I'm going to go along on Sunday If I can bear the tension 01419511025 Are you taking, are you taking hop along with you? As oh, if you will go You must be joking He'll be sitting in his recliner Watching it on TV yeah. There's not a chance he'll go along uh, But anyway 01419511025 Come on down Let us know what's on your mind Ange Postacoglu It's a great sound bite You have to say that Whichever way you, you sit on it It's passionate words from Ange Postacoglu, we're about to hear it. Uh, so, what do you think? What do we, we're going back a bit, we're rewinding. What do you think of that incident? What do you think of what he had to say today? Um, Michael Beale had, had his own thoughts on it as well, by the way. But he also spoke about transfers, Rangers fans. Maybe one that you've got some thoughts on. Uh, doesn't want any more loans. Has met with potential Signing targets What do you read into that? Pick up the phone And let us know But It is the Press conference answer That's got everyone going This afternoon So let's hear it from Ange Postacoglu He remains adamant That Celtic should have had a penalty He believes there would have been More uproar if Rangers Had been denied the same penalty And thinks they've been On the wrong end Of more than one this season
4: It's just really confusing now For for, for sort of players in, in in the box To know what they can or can't do Because it seems that it changes depending on you know, who's, who's in charge of you know, um, the decision-making process because there's, just zero, there's been zero consistency in, 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 in the decisions being made. So over the course of a season, these things usually even themselves out. But when I look at the introduction of VAR and the decisions that have gone against us in particular... Zero chance that that's going to even up between now and the end of the year because it's just remarkable that we've had three, three at least three major decisions go against us. And again, we can we can just say, well, you know what? It's it comes down to interpretation or whatever people want to want to say. But I guarantee you that if that game finished to all, and it was Rangers that were denied that decision, the talk this would be this week would be about how that was a title-defining decision. Now, the fact that it wasn't because we still got a result, as we have in all the other games, we, whether that was a Tyne Castle or here at home where the decision's gone against us, does not mean we should ignore it because that could be a team that gets relegated on a decision like that. So, I still think it needs to be highlighted. I think it still needs clarification. But to go back to your original question, it's a penalty in my mind before we even started introducing VAR it's it's always been a penalty if you to be honest there was only two saves made in the game one by Joe and one by Connor. that was it
1: it's a good sign off you have to say we should
2: never lose our sense of humour if we we can help it but I go back to my original point VAR has changed Ange Postacoglu when he came to this country from Japan uh, he did not go in for talking about referees and the decisions made. Then came the implementation of VAR. I happen to agree with Ange Postacoglu. I think the, the calls that uh, have concerned Celtic, Goldson on Monday, Burnaby and O'Reilly uh, at Celtic Park, uh, Michael Smith and the non-award of a penalty against the uh, Hearts at Tynecastle. I happen to think that he's right in all four instances it should have been uh, awards given to Celtic and they were not where I would make a call on what Ange has had to say I think he needs to be bigger than to say oh if it happened at the other end you know that's for fans he's the manager of the club but his general point about the decisions that have gone against Celtic I think he's spot on
1: Let's bring in John in Edinburgh, get his take on things. John, what do you make of it all?
5: Well, um, thanks for letting me come on, guys. It's a great show. I listen to it most nights when I can. And there's loads of stuff out there for debate. Um, I I played a lot of football down through my life. And, um, you know, I'd never actually seen this happening before where, or it was explained to us that this is a rule that you can put your hands up to protect yourself. Uh, from the ball, and, um, and it's not a penalty. I mean, I've not seen it, and obviously you guys have been doing football for years as well, and if you can give me an example where it's happened in the last, say, five or ten years, it would be great. I could then turn around and say, all oh, right, aye, that, that is a rule. However, um, that's not the case, you know. Um, the other thing was, I, I looked at it again this evening, um, and it wasn't a shot. It wasn't even something that anybody needed to protect themselves from. And and Conor Golson's a big, powerful guy. And if um, you know, if he's needing to protect himself from a flick up like that, then you know I can't buy into that. So um, you know, my theory is, you know, can you tell me where this has happened before? Uh, so that we've got something to go on, because, you know, it seems quite laughable. And the other thing was, uh, I've been listening to Neil McCann, Barry Ferguson, Ali McCoy, Chris Boyd, big Rangers men. They all thought it was a penalty. What do you think?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Hugh, this is coming back to this VAR exception, IFAB, sorry, exception to the handball rule, just in case anyone doesn't know what John's referring to. I'm sure they do. Um, that says, you know, if, if if a if a shot is hit uh, and a player puts his hands in front of his face, it's considered a reflex action, and then you wouldn't give the penalty. So I, actually, that that's kind of what all this debate does come down to. I know there's a lot of noise, right, about Bernabees or, or Matareli's or what would and wouldn't have happened at the other end, and, and who's called to what monitor and whatever else.
2: But that that's that, if we get right to the number of it, that's probably it. Do you think that was applicable here? That's it, really I I don't think the rule is being applied On a consistent basis And I think that fans are entitled To their bewilderment Because you've you've said you think
1: it was a penalty uh, John's rhymed off a few We've had a, I don't know if it's been a perfect split In here this week, you think it was a penalty So does Gordon Dale. so did Simon Donnelly Mark Wilson, Marvin Bartley Uh, They don't think it was You know, it's it's been split in here You've said you do think So so what bit of that Rule that John's referring to Do you not think applicable?
2: First of all John said it wasn't a shot Of course it was a shot (laughs) He's inside Rangers penalty box And he's Fired off a shot Now Whether it Would have gone anywhere Near Alan McGregor Or gone over the bar Is neither here nor there It was a shot And I thought That Conor Goldson Quite simply Impeded the progress Of the ball Now I I fully understand You know John has rhymed off A a variety of uh, Rangers Former players who are in the punditry business, uh, and they all say it's a penalty. That's fine. You know, it's a matter of personal interpretation. You can
1: get bogged down in that stuff, can't you? Because, like, Mark Wilson was on here last night. He's a former Celtic player and he yeah. thinks it, it yeah. was the right decision. So
2: yeah. you end I, up going around and circles could, there a little bit. You're right. And I can only give you my interpretation, which I gave you on Monday afternoon at the moment mm. of the incident. It is a shot. For me, it is a penalty.
1: Um, like I said, Cammy, you, you almost have to look at it in that context. It's a great debate for us to, to sort of remember other incidents, um, talk about what would have happened in the other box. But as John says, you, the only thing you can really do is look at ones that were exactly the same. And we're sort of struggling. I think the, the one that I've seen do the rounds quite a bit today, which is, is a good example, would be this season, Aberdeen. The ball gets flicked towards Conor Barron very quickly, he puts his hands in front of his face, yep. but the penalty does get given on that occasion. So that's when this issue of consistency comes back. And that there, that's your comparison. Burnaby's interesting, but the hand wasn't in front of his face. Yep. Matt O'Reilly, interesting, but the hand wasn't in front of his face. For, for your direct comparison here, Conor Barron is probably the closest, so Celtic fans understandably are going, well, what, well, What's the difference here?
3: Uh, and that is, uh, the inconsistency is a problem and that's why everyone's getting frustrated. I mean, if there was uh, incidents that the same um, outcome was getting given every time, then I think fans would soon be able to accept this. Um, and, and for mm-hmm. me, it's uh, listen, I think it's a really difficult decision, to be honest, because of...
1: Because of yeah. that rule or...?
3: Because of the rule, I think it is a natural reaction that you do put your hands up. Like Conor Bar- Barron one. I think... He's only two yards away When you actually watch that one back He's two yards away His natural reaction is just to put his hands up in front of his he face got penalized yes, He got penalised Yes he got penalised for that and, and again I think it is a natural reaction But I can see why a penalty would be given in that yeah. instance But also I can see why the referee's not But it would be an interesting if the referee had went over to, mm. to the VAR and, and, and re-watched mm. it back or what he thinks about mm. that incident of course no, he, as we, he's going to stick more, with, more he,
1: repeat, he, We're repeating ourselves, but he, he, he can't really unless Willie Callum in the totally. VAR and no. thinks it's an obvious
3: He's going to stick with his, his, obviously his colleagues in this one, but if he sat mm. back and watched that at home, it would be interesting to see yeah, what John I mean, beating John was, was looking
1: or. for a, a, an incident. I think that Connor Barron one would be the best, which would... Certainly leave you to, to ask where the consistency is Maybe this is the difficulty when you don't get that When you don't get the explanation You don't get the clarity Because so far then Unless there are others out there Which I'm I'm up for looking at So far we've got two then A grand total of two Where one's given and one's not So for all we know yep. We don't know inside the corridors of Hamden Which one of them is considered correct For yep. for, for all we know the The referee from the Livingston game is now being told Ah, see what John Beaton did at the weekend That's what you should have done It's yeah. you who made the mistake back then Or Flip that in it's head um, John Beaton's now being told Look at that Livingston game That's how you, you should have handled this yeah. So w- while we've got two With One uh, one going th- As a penalty and one not Without that Explanation h- How do we, we know what was right have, and what's we not?
2: We have now turned Analysis of penalty kick decisions into an Olympic level verbal gymnastics. We are reading from rule books and we are doing this, that and the other. I think but you have see, to though, Hugh. You have to. But see what you've just said is
3: is a split that you've had in the in the studio this week of, of pundits, thinking mm. isn't, pundits thinking it is and pundits thinking it is that tells me how close mm. a decision this is. It's not a major mis- mistake, I, I don't the think thing
1: about that because Ange Poster used that as well, the 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 gym verbal gymnastics or mental gymnastics, but Gone are the days where you can just say that's a handball because, or that's a red card or whatever because I just think it is, you know, and that's my instinct. Yeah, if you're I, not comparing I, yeah. it to, you have to look at it in an in
2: in appropriate framework. But at the same time, if you're telling me the rule book is sacrosanct and the the, the rule as it applies to the goals Goldson mm-hmm. scenario is correct. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I've not once said that. Well, the, the rule. Because of men be we've mentioned the Conor Baron thing Well There we have it then We have it. the same rule yep. Yep. Interpreted, interpreted differently, differently. By, yeah. by two men And uh, therefore we, The whole thing lacks clarity And consistency mm, Thank you to John in
1: Edinburgh Other names are available But this John is in Knightswood Take it away John number two
6: Hi I just want to say Andrew is absolutely bang on To come out and say what it says it Says Because if I did just If that was rules Reversal There would have been an uproar. I said "Ah, that would actually gone further, but obviously, God, being the Celtic manager, he can't. But I actually feel as if certain referees shouldn't referee games where the one of the teams is a team they support.
2: Well, this is an old chestnut, you know, about referees should be made to say which team they support. I am fundamentally against it because it's none of your business and you are implying that that referee will behave uh, in a dishonest manner, and uh, you can't prove that.
1: I, I go much different from that i 'm just i 'm all about the logistics here. Imagine a referee recruitment program where you tell people if you were a Celtic or a Rangers fan yeah. you 'll never referee Celtic or Rangers. I wonder what the uptake yeah. would be like you've I, just you 've just kissed goodbye to every cup final ever who's going to want to referee in those circumstances and, and
2: then fans will tell you they want former pros to be referees now, <laughs> presumably if they played for Celtic or Rangers, then they can 't do Celtic or Rangers games and where does it all end uh, we have to concede that people think the game in Scotland is bent and I look at for example Celtic's quadruple treble Uh, I look at the progress made under Ange Postacoglu I look at one defeat in 52 league matches and I have to return to the conclusion that if there is a conspiracy it's really rotten uh up for it? Would you referee with your gloves on oh. or off though?
1: If you if you took it up, that's the question everybody wants to know. Might me
3: running a gloves on the middle of the park. <laughs> Brilliant. Um,
1: oh. uh, I mean, John, you see, you want Ange Postacoglu to to sort of go go further. Do you, do you think this is starting to? Is it starting to wear him down, John? Because Hugh spoke about it earlier on. It was only am even have only been a week ago or a bit more where he said things along the lines of. I mean, even if they make the wrong decision, I can handle that. It's about the time that's taken. It just takes too long, and he's never really got involved in in moaning about decisions. What you, is this just an accumulation? What's changed for him? Do you think?
6: I think so because I mean, I agree with you. I mean, things you not know, often I do agree with you, but the the number of occasions where things the vast the bad decisions have went against Celtic, I say nothing. that's just built up an inch. And as for the referees, I don't mean, I'm not saying that this is a conspiracy. I just think that we take away any any point to conspiracy where we say, oh, he's only getting that decision because he supports that team. Yeah.
2: But the, we, yeah, to be fair, I
1: I actually get that, Hugh, and I've seen it referenced that in other countries they do it. We are this, you call it, you know, it's a separate life form, that yeah. fixture. I just wonder in, in practice how how it works. I get the logic, obviously, because other countries do do it, but here we are, we're, you're forgiven for thinking we're only divided two ways. I mean, uh-huh. listen, if you're if you're a Kilmarnock fan, a St Mirren fan, you get oh but who, you know, what team do you really favour, sort of thing. So down very difficult through the,
2: down through the decades, for example, Andrew Dallas, uh his dad, Hugh Dallas, was hated. Hated by the Celtic supporters. Uh but was a confirmed Motherwell fan uh, And I knew you, Dallas very well He was an out and
4: out fan
1: But this is the whole point This is why this discussion is pointless
2: Because everyone is now shouting at the radio Saying you're talking rubbish So what's the point? What's the uh, point? Well, well Because I've lived in Glasgow all of my life And I know how it works I know they're all shouting rubbish I always give you the same Thing and I'll say it very very quickly in case Cammie hasn't heard it Because it's a good line I was born into the green half of Glasgow But I'm not green enough for the green half of Glasgow I was born into the green half of Glasgow And therefore I'm not trusted by the blue half of Glasgow This is why I've been here for 38 years And why I will probably expire in this studio <laughs> I hope not by the way For Go what away. it's worth
1: I don't know if I can have that on my my CV But anyway Thank you to John and Knightswood On that utterly cheery note <laughs> 01419511025 uh, keep it coming. This is what we live for, I think.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Evans and Cami Bell are here. It's 01419511025. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB and lots and lots and lots of calls uh, coming in about the handball, alleged handball, call it what you will. Uh, from Monday's game at iBrooks. Ange Postacoglu spoke passionately about it today It's brought it back into the fore And on one hand you'd need to thank him Hugh Because these phone lines are absolutely red hot <laughs> uh, We are on Twitter uh, as well At some point I'm sure we will move on to you know Transfer window fixtures this weekend So line up your thoughts If the handball is no longer doing it for you If you're in the minority and you're a bit fed up of it now uh, We will get round to you I'm sure So get your thoughts lined up uh, And we'll speak to you as soon as we can uh, Ian is a Celtic fan on the line What's your take on it all Ah,
7: uh, Happy New Year Gordon Happy, Happy New you. Year Cami. Happy New Year Uncle Sue My
1: Grander Sue That's well, definitely Grander now I would say it <laughs> <laughs> <You know, that's laughs> could be my Grander Sue so It could be You
7: know right. what I mean? Anyway What are you but thinking? Anyway, uh, I'd like to just quick A big shout out to Marky Watson And uh, Bobby and Trisha And Barton upon Humber. Happy New Year guys This is a GBX Ian <laughs> <laughs> Cheers mate Anyway Listen guys Couple of points here Um. Anybody that can celebrate a penalty kick with the uh, actions of fashion sakala is ridiculous. It wasn't even a penalty kick. Now why did uh Carl Staffeld go to the ground? He didn't need to go to the ground, but clearly he didn't touch him. He stood on him and he went down. And celebrating now I seen it when I watched the game. It's John Beaton Pointed right at the spot Never a penalty kick The handball decision On Conor Golson. Cammy, I think you said it wasn't a penalty
8: No, nah, you sort Waller of sat in the
7: fence day. I think he sat in the fence of it Stonewaller yeah. all day long Cammie Stonewaller Stonewaller Cammy. But look at the penalty kick incident That get denied That hurt Conor Golson Just on the elbow A similar penalty kick incident it went against Matt O'Reilly, against Real Madrid, and it get denied. So, see the beautiful game in Scotland, or the beautiful, beautiful game of football? It's slipping by the day with these decisions by these referees. Yeah. It needs to get sorted. and I'll tell you now, I'll my hat after the hands, post a goggle. Coming out with what he said today, probably looking at a 3 game ban for what he said. Nah he's not. I don't think no, so. No, Here. I don't think be, that
2: There There's no ban whatsoever. There, be, there be no talk of a ban. Ian sees the game through uh, the eyes of a Celtic fan, and that's perfectly okay. Rangers fans are entitled to see the game through their Rangers supporting eyes as well. But Ian is one hundred percent wrong. When Carl Starfelt had the rush of blood. And went over to fashion to so Carla. You've either got to take the ball cleanly, or having gone to ground like that, you run a very serious risk of conceding a penalty. And he conceded what was an undeniable penalty. So I, I do understand that on that particular day, when people are watching the separate life form, they see what they want to see, they hear what they want to hear, and they come up with a judgment that is based entirely. On Club Association I have to admit
1: I had psyched myself up mentally For day 4 On the handball Because it's, it's right Ange Postacoglu spoke Very eloquently on it I didn't think we were going to go Day 4 on Carl Starfield And fashion Sakala I, I didn't Not because It's not a worthy debate But How long can we keep Going over that well, one And I, this, this yeah. one that's hit Connor Goldson <coughs> on the elbow Where's this come from? I, I don't know how
2: you can look At the Starfield incident And have any doubt That it's a penalty uh, and, I, and I hate I hate when people bring up pundits on other uh, shows, radio, TV, whatever. But Dermot Gallagher on Sky Television had a look at an experienced former referee and said, of course it's a penalty. And it is a penalty. But you know, Ian said that I was old enough to be his grandfather. I don't know if I am or not. However, what I will say is this. I have listened to this argument for seven decades of my life. Mm. And it's always the same. People simply do not exercise judgment. They are guided by club bias. Um, so I mean, what what happens here Ian Ange
1: Postacoglu? Probably for the first time, properly having a go at, at refereeing decisions. How, how does this? How does this play out? He doesn't think that there's any way that it can balance itself out now because there's been so many already against Celtic. What's next? How does this? Where does this go from here?
7: Celtic are, Celtic are challenging it it, was, it wasn't a penalty kick a never
1: a penalty kick can we, can, okay. we, can we at least all agree that, that it's definitely going to go round in circles that it is yeah, 100% yeah. because you're saying black he's saying white at yeah. which point you'll come back in and say black and he'll come back <laughs> in and say white and we're four days on yeah, yeah. so for my own sanity here Cammie very quickly indulge Ian what was your thoughts on that one? Penalty for me all day long. Ian disagrees we stood him. Can't
3: Listen, he can have his opinion. I, I, I think it's a penalty all day long that one. Um, I, I understand Ian saying that he obviously thinks it's a stone waller. The Conor Golson one. I would understand if it was given. I could see why the referee could give it in that uh, in that um, moment. But again, there's there's ones that I, I, I've seen before that haven't been given. I think that it's just because it's so unclear at the moment. So and that's you, why people you think, are So
1: do you think it's the, it's the existence of that bit This rule, yes. this bit that everyone's been arguing over About the reaction or in front of your face That's the bit that takes it down to at least Debatable, right? Yes. You, so we're not saying that you You know, you're on whatever But that's the bit that reduces it from Howler Sack the SFA, leave the league Down to 100. think that's a bit debatable. So when you read
3: that When you read the rule it, it, For You then understand why it, It's not been given um, and and but then the the problem is is how do your uh, natural reaction go? Your hands, what direction does your hands go to protect your face? So he, there's loads and loads of ways you can interpret that rule, uh, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a I don't think it's a blatant blatant error from the referee, to be honest.
1: I said this earlier, Hugh, because people don't ever phone in to find out what I make of it incidents because they don't care, and I wouldn't if I was them. It's all about you guys now. Try and press the buttons and but for me who always just has to be on the boring side and, and read the rules the Matt O'Reilly one against Ross County is the worst by a, I actually think that's the worst by a distance uh-huh.
3: yeah. because totally
1: you can read that rule you can read every sub-paragraph and appendix and bullet point the Matt O'Reilly one against Ross County I'll n- I will never, ever, ever understand it so I'm, I'm on your Celtic fan side on that one if you, if you want to call it that but obviously, this is. But they've got that one wrong. I think. I think this is a bigger fixture, isn't it? And this is down the line, and it's the accumulation. And is we, that is that why the, that the passions was, running that, high? That
3: Matt Riley one was discussed between the referees, and I think they, they came to an agreement that they probably did get that one wrong. And, and the referee yeah. was spoken to. We, so again, the the there's different incidents. Yeah. And, and, oh, listen, and, I've
1: been making that point all week.
3: And listen, they've, they've came against Celtic. I get that, but for me, that one's never a penalty. Matt Riley one's absolutely no chance a penalty, and and that's the wrong decision. But the one at the uh, on Monday.
2: I still believe it could have went either way. We have two truly big football clubs in this country, Celtic and Rangers. I mention them in alphabetical order. Please don't write in and say that I put (laughs) Celtic first because of bias. (laughs) Uh, When those two major clubs meet only four times a season in the league, the matches uh, take on an importance that is beyond natural. And Ian, I'm afraid, is betraying that fact by saying that Sakala uh, is never, ever a penalty. He he has misinterpreted the whole incident to a, a, a laughable degree. I don't know what's happening here. The first
1: two callers were both John. Now we've got two Ians lined up. I don't know how long we can keep this theme going, but uh, thank you to Ian, number one. Let's go to the second. Ian, what's your point tonight? Uh,
6: oh, I don't know where to start, honestly. Um... Uh, first of all, I mean I'm sick of this This is for Monday And I know it's Friday Just now four days on But you has surprised me as well Because you, I don't know how you can come to the conclusion I know that when you look And it's down to interpretation But when you look at the IFAB rules That was never a penalty With Conor Goldson It was a natural reaction He put his hands up He never put his hands away from his body He never Made himself bigger He was going to get the ball Square in the face And I don't understand How you can think That that's a penalty Under those rules When it's It's there in black and white It's explained Why it's not a penalty And I, and I, I don't know Hugh you, You've just kind of blew me out the water About I don't know And And Postacoglu, I've always liked My Rangers I, I, I've never had Anybody Any Rangers fan Say anything bad About the guy But I think the paranoia that runs through the Celtic fans' veins eh, is starting to run through his now because people were on before the game saying they don't want any nonsense. Celtic fans, i.e. they don't want any nonsense with VAR and they hope everything's above board. And even before a ball was kicked, they were coming away with us nonsense. And it does not matter what happens. Every single Rangers and Celtic game they come away with the, the referees are practically cheating them out of stuff I just, I don't know where to start with them I don't know, they're, they're completely paranoid I mean I get the the Matt O'Reilly one that was never a penalty but that happens to everybody if you look through every league in the world things like that happen there's no consistency anywhere but there's no mad cheating going on and, and some conspiracy and trying to get Celtic to lose the league it's a complete nonsense
1: Right, when, Ian, uh, when Ian's got through a lot there Hugh the first part he's, he's specifically asking you again to sort of refer to the rule and tell us which bit you think does and doesn't fit I think I, that's Ian's ultimate question I,
2: I remain true to what I said I think that Coran Golson is not protecting his face he's just simply impeding the progress of the ball um, so and when you
1: see, because Gordon DL had said something similar so he when, when you say he's not protecting his face do you not believe his hands are in front of his face or oh, you know what I mean? Elaborate on that, because Gordon, I think, said he felt that like he'd sort of pushed the ball upwards or something along those lines. When you when you say you don't believe, you don't think his
2: his hands are in front of his face or or whatever. What, what do you What he, do you mean? He, he simply lifts his hands in a, a, a human reflex action. He lifts his hands. Mm-hmm. But
1: that's the bit that they are saying. Apparently, according to this rule, means you know not a penalty. Well Isn't it The reflex Or By the way I, I, Do you know it would be easier If you didn't have that can you not meant to just Take a ball to the Again I don't I, know I, how that um... No
3: no. listen There's plenty of players who Do take a ball to the face And uh, obviously We're trying to get away From that now Depending on the, the Velocity
1: of the, of the shot And then but it's, uh, if it's a reaction What you add But it's I'm difficult Because it is a,
3: is a natural reaction When a ball gets hit to you From five or six yards Away Your reaction is To put your hands up To block your face And not take the, the Ball straight in the face So that's why that rule, I'm presuming, is in there. But as you say, if that rule's not in there, it's a penalty, obviously. Um, but that that rule is is it's a way that people interpret mm. it. Because, like Where, I say,
1: look, Gordon said earlier in the week, just to reference him, not that he's an authority on the subject. He just felt that. He sort of pushed the ball over his head with his hands, or something along those lines, and that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with any of this stuff. I just think that's the framework from which like, we need to work through the debate.
2: But guys like Ian, I blew him out of the water by saying what I said. I mean, he, Ian, will go over many incidents involving Rangers. Uh, I've read them all today on social media about the League Cup final that was decided by uh, a. An offside goal scored by Christopher Julian And so on and ah, but so was forth. it offside?
1: Because I've then seen that reply And on and on we go You know that's, yeah. that's the nature I, of I mean, it I mean
2: I am trying to reduce all of this to farce And I freely admit that But This is what happens This is the The, the perfectly natural consequence Of a very right. important lead game In which Celtic hung on To get a 2-2 draw And maintain their 9 point differential Um These are the things that follow This particular fixture And have done since Time began I
1: mean Ian I've got a tweet here from K9yesDoug On Twitter And he says this happens to everybody We'll ask Ian the last time it happened to his team He says Ian The
6: last time it happened to my team I I, I mean there you go again That's what I'm saying It's absolute paranoia They only look at their own side And they don't see that, that, that you've you just said that you've looked at social media and there's references to what happened to Rangers with offside goals and penalties and I mean it's there for everybody to see if you want to get through a catalogue of incidents as well especially old forum games and I know that Hugh is saying that, that he's cleaning it up he, he really has blown me out the water because he's still going explained why and I don't want to get right into it but He stole it. Connor Goldson never made himself any bigger. A guy was three yards away who was going to blast the ball straight to him. He instinctively put up his hands. He never put them out to the side. That's why the penalty wasn't given. It's plain and simple. Mm. And that's I don't get what Hugh where Hugh's going. Hugh's a great one for getting people to explain what they uh, what they're talking about. And I've heard them a million times in this programme. Um, and a lot of the times I agree with you sometimes I don't but in this one it seems to be faffling run about <laughs> like, yeah,
1: that's, that's, a, that's a technical term faffling. and now K9, yes dog will tweet me back in a minute and say that Ian never answered his question and round and round we'll go and I'm going to lie down in a darkened room while we get the travel and we'll be refreshed and ready to go with more of your calls next
0: 419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell are both here at 951 1025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Keep those calls coming. At some point, uh, we will perhaps look at tomorrow's fixtures, a bit of transfer business. Uh, but these phone lines still absolutely lighting up. Um, after Ange Postacoglu's discussion about the handball, alleged handball from Conor Goldson at Ibrox uh, on Monday. Oh, he's just disappeared. Where is he? Where's my caller gone? He was there. It was Stephen in Port Glasgow, and he's disappeared from my screen. Stephen, if you're listening, give us a call back, uh, or I'll get um, producer Callum to do so. The the forensic analysis of this is continuing. I mean, Bayer says Conor Goldson's hands were already up prior to the shot being fired um, I, I don't know if we, sl- we need to slow that right Why would your hands be up? I don't know Maybe they are um, Dylan says Doesn't surprise me That Cammy Bell's Defended Goldson Because it's the goalkeepers union Save of the season He says <laughs> Oh my Brilliant. goodness uh, Stephen Torrance, remember the silhouette of a player is not just face on, also side on. Golson's hands were away from his body, looking side on. Surely that's not a natural position. I'm starting to agree with you here, Hugh. Yeah. I'm starting. Pff, I don't know. It's getting out of
2: hand. See what I did there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not at all surprised by any of it. It is the natural consequence of a game of that importance. Um, and because of the nine point differential and so on and so forth. But this is the story of this fixture from when I was a child and it was some time ago Yeah, but that was
1: was minus the 5 million replays, tweets, screenshots uh, whipping up a frenzy and um, and on we go Anyway, Stephen's back Stephen, what's your take on it all?
9: Hi, how you doing? Good, good Um, I'm just very confused the fact
7: of why referees are not getting the final decision on things? Um, I know people are saying that the referee does not know if it's the decision if um, the people in the background are not telling them. It is. Now, it does not matter if, if it's controversial enough, it should
9: be flagged up in... To a referee to go over and look at the VAR.
1: I think and that's the point, isn't it, Stephen? That that all sounds really simple. Who decides if it's controversial in that well, moment?
9: Everybody on the stands can see it's controversial. Why can a referee be the panel sitting there and not. But referees do uh, have a uh, wee inkling to go at their cell. Hold on. Why can they not have a wee inkling to go at their cell? Mm. Referees can't respond to the crowd noise. Well,
1: yeah, we vote, a wee button to vote to say when yeah. it's so controversial. Is, is it but Steve, that wouldn't work because none of the Rangers fans would say it's controversial. Stephen saying that every
3: ball that hits a player in the penalty box on the on the arm or the hand, it, they should they should go and re- review it. Is that is that what I you're should. wanting? Of course they should.
1: Ange, but, uh, uh, above everyone, Ange Postecoglou would hate that. you yeah. like Think how long that would take if it's taken so long already. Every every couple of nights we get this type of. Um, question, and it is ve- it is actually very easily answered, but I get why the answer doesn't satisfy people the only way they're going to go and get asked to look at the monitor, is if the VAR thinks a clear and obvious error has been made, and the ref might want to review it, seeing the World Cup, in the Champions League in the English Premiership that, that's the way it works, you don't just go over just for the heck of it, and I, I get that that's a Maybe that's a subtlety, hue. Maybe some people feel that that's splitting hairs because after, um, it it does become controversial, as Stephen says, and say, why does the referee not look at it? At the time, John Beaton, rightly or wrongly, I'll put that in there for the avoidance of doubt, rightly or wrongly decides that's not a penalty kick. I don't blame John Beaton. So he's only then going to get asked to look at it if Willie Collum thinks it's a clear and obvious error. So this notion, it makes sense now, right? It makes sense now. (laughs) But as Cami says, if they go over and check every
2: single incident yeah. ever, then you've then we've got a real problem on our hands. But if we can isolate the Connor Golds and Carl Starfelt incident, I don't blame John Beaton, um, who incidentally has refereed games between Celtic and Rangers, which Celtic have won. I don't blame John Beaton, but I find it hard to understand that Willie Collum can look at that incident and not say to the referee. Maybe have a look at that and see if you think you've made a mistake there uh, The problem with that
3: Hugh at the moment I think with VAR Is is when that Willie Collum makes that call and says to John Beaton Go and have a look at that John Beaton automatically in his head And all the referees are doing this Are going over looking going Well Willie thinks I've made a mistake
2: so, I understand that
3: And, and, and that, that's a that's that's problem So is it that clear and obvious uh, a mistake? Because as I've said before on this show so many people have watched it hundreds of times now, and they're split. The decision is still split. Whether he, most selic fans see it as a penalty, most Rangers fans see it as not a penalty. Again, I, I could see why it'd be given both ways. It, it's, I think it's a really difficult decision. That's probably why Willie Collins sat in in the studio and went, "That's not mm. cl- clear and obvious." In, in te- and and his I've just always wrote. felt
1: yeah, I've just felt yeah, you have to almost draw a distinction here because look. See, the more we want to debate refereeing decisions, the better. See shows like this; they need it. They survive on it. As that's uh-huh. been our currency forever, as you as you well yeah. know. So you are absolutely allowed to think John Beaton's made a horrendous decision, or Willie Collins made a horrendous decision, or they've made the right decision. I think that's fine. But when we randomly start questioning the process, specifically on this, specifically here, that process was just just normal, just 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 the way is mm-hmm. meant to work. You don't need like the decision or the outcome. But in terms of How it was done And why John Beaton Doesn't go over to the monitor You don't need to like the answer But it's a very simple one He doesn't go over As Willie Collum Doesn't think it's a clear And obvious error
2: VAR came into being Because the naked eye Was thought No longer good enough In a split second Too many decisions Were being taken wrongly Because the naked eye Wasn't enough So we brought in This system Whereby Willie Collum Having Admitted that the naked eye might have Deceived John Beaton uh, Has had a look At that point I don't understand why Willie Collum Did not have some kind of Dubiety in his mind about whether Something happened
1: there I I know I'm getting pedantic but it's just Because he doesn't think a clear and obvious error was made That's it, I mean you can disagree with that Judgment, yeah, but in terms of Anything else? That, that's all it really is. It's just that judgment. I accept your offer. I disagree with that judgment. B- based on what? I, I just did. But again, Willie. Colum oh, you dis- oh, sorry. You disagree with Willie Combs' judgment? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. That, that's fine. That's healthy. Going, that's through, what we're here going for.
3: through Willie Combs' head when he's looking at that screen is that rule? Is that rule that your natural reaction to block your face? So that that's in, implanted in his head when he's making that call. To to say is that a clear and obvious error? And he's probably going no because I think Conor has naturally lifted his arms up to bl- to block the ball from hitting his face. And that, that's listen, that's that's really Colm's decision, but I, I still think it's it's, mm. it's it's a it's a difficult one to call.
1: Good, that's it cleared up. We're all in agreement. <laughs>
0: Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, uk slash football. No
1: VAR, please, on Beat the Pundit. Let's hope it's a convincing uh, victory for the listeners. I must admit, last night's Beat the Pundit was one of my all-time favourites. I heard that. Cammie Bell, the guy calls in, and it turns out that he knew Gordon Gale from a previous life because this guy was... Chaos the Panda He was the Panda mascot When Gordon was the Air United manager Chaos the Amazing. Panda And he beat him He took him on and he beat him And it was spectacular So you don't need as good a backstory as that You don't even ever have had to meet Hugh Evans or Cammie Bell But if you fancy it tonight 01419511025 Call before 7 o'clock And we'll try and get you on For Beat the Pundit next
0: Tackle the headlines 01419511025
1: Flight 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell are here It's 01419511025 Four days on We've just gone a full hour on hand ball gate. I think we've given it a good old go As always if you've still got thoughts You're more than welcome I think it might be not a bad time To try and talk about some football this weekend Some transfers if you're up for that Let's do it on 01419511025 Of course Celtic fans Your next port of call is at home to Kilmarnock Uh, where hopefully there is no mention uh, of VAR. Is that going to be straightforward enough? Rangers fans, I'd be keen to get your thoughts on transfers, because Michael Beale spoke today, very open, very detailed, says he has met some transfer targets. He also says no more loans for Rangers at the moment. Are you on board with that? Is that a move you would welcome? And what are you looking for from those three or four targets that he may uh, have contacted this week? Do let us know, and we'll speak to you
0: after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, uk slash football.
1: Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. I said last night was a Hall of Famer, honestly. Chaos the Panda. He was the Panda mascot when Gordon Diel was the Air United manager. They reunited over a friendly game of Beat the Pundit and Chaos won by 1-0. It was everything I could have dreamed and more and during the break when you thought this story couldn't get any weirder <laughs> Cammy Bell has admitted he too knows Chaos the Panda I mean what was amazing what was... this guy must be the shared a plane with him actually going to
3: a European game
1: did they allow that I sort don't... of thing did they put him in a separate <laughs> he wasn't home? dressed as a panda at that point <laughs> he's the most famous panda since those two they had at Edinburgh Zoo remember them they were in the news every day it felt like there we are Chaos brilliant effort on last night let's see what Angus in Bridge of Weir can do. How's it going, Angus? How
9: are you doing, panel? How are you getting on?
1: Good. You don't have a secret double life as a ma- furry mascot anywhere, do you? No, I do
9: not. But unfortunately,
10: I've got the same name. as i uh, same name, teams, uh, some names, so... Aye. There you um, go. I mean, Battle... I, mean, I, mean, I, I mean, was going to say and Battle I'm of up.
1: the Bells. I'm not, I'm not going there. It's just I can... <laughs> it's, it's never going to work out. Um, Angus, it says here you've got company who's with you to help you.
4: I just really want one of the boys... Because actually we have Jordan. Right, I'm going to give that a go. Quite right. We'll get as easy. I don't know it is last night. Exactly. A
1: one 0 victory. Right, Angus and Jordan. We'll see how it goes. I wish you both uh, well. Heads. It will be Hugh Evans. Tails. It will be uh, Cammy Bells. So let's see how we go. Angus is bold. By the way, he's given us his surname and his mate, so people are going to easily huh. identify him if this goes wrong. Um, I've just already had a had uh, and i I'm
9: coming through my phone neon beat the pundit on. Oh no, really? Brilliant. What about
1: How fast is that? Anyway, uh, we'll get you a few followers if we can, Angus. It's tails, so <laughs> it is Cammy Bell. So what we'll do is give you some Clyde Two Cammy, so that he can't hear what's going on between Angus and Jordan. You know the drill, guys. I'm sure, but just to recap, thirty seconds. Pass if you don't know the answer. That's the only advice I'd give you. Okay. Right. right, good stuff. Time then starting up. now. Who won Scottish Premiership Player of the Month today? Pass. Which Rangers manager gave Alan Hutton and Mikel Arteta their debuts?
3: McLeish the the Which
1: English club did Benny Benningame join Hearts from? Derby. Who was the permanent Levy manager immediately before David Martindale?
8: Uh, pass.
1: Who the only side to finish bottom of the Scottish Premiership twice since the SPFL era began? Andy. Who was named Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month for December today? Keogh Okay Okay, let's bring back Cami Bell Cammy, can you hear us? Yes Good, good, good Same set of questions, ready? <clears throat> yep Let's go Who was named Scottish Premiership Player of the Month today? Keogh Which Rangers manager gave Alan Hutton and Mikel Arteta their debuts? Which English club did Benny Benningame join Hearts from? Pass. Who was the permanent levy manager immediately before David Martindale? Kenny Miller. Name the only side to finish bottom of the Scottish Premiership twice since the SPFL era began. Hart. And who was named Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month for December today? Michael Buehler. Okay, okay. Angus, Jordan, what's the verdict? Oh, I think Cammy's number just snuck it there. Mm, let's find out. First one, who is the player of the month today, is Kyogo, so he does go 1-0 up. Um, uh, you both knew, though, that the manager that gave Arteta and Hutton the debut was Alex McLeish, so it's 2-1 to Cammie. Benny Beningame, Hugh, mm-hmm. been injured for a while, we've not discussed him recently. Beningamy- Everton. Oh. Uh, the permanent Livingston manager immediately before David Martindale was Gary Holt. Yeah, so still 2-1 to Cammy He named the only side to finish Bottom of the Scottish Premiership twice Since the SPFL era began uh, Did you both Were they both guesses? Yeah You were right Was it, ah, it was hearts It was hearts Angus so he's 3-1 up uh, You did know Michael Beal Well done to you um, You knew that for sure So it was a 2 for Angus and Jordan And a 4 for Cammy Bell Hard lines gentlemen Yeah lads All the best all Nice the best, to speak nice. to you Take care Yeah all the best on Instagram. He's hung up. Let's see if he gets. I, I was going to ask for his his name, see if we could get him a bit of publicity. But he's he's going to get stinking then. He got beat. No he's going to go about telling everybody this weekend that he was on beat the pundit <laughs> and then just not mention how it how it panned out. Um, but there we go. Uh, yeah, it's awards season. Hugh. Yep. I don't. I think you can see a fairly obvious case for both. Kyogo has been red hot, hasn't yeah, he? This yeah, is yep. December, of course. Even yes, he scored against Rangers, but that would be that would be January. But across December.
2: I don't think there's any debate anymore about should he start matches or should the uh, Giacomakis get onto the park. Um, Kyogo has been on fire uh, and barring a miracle he'll start the game against Kilmarnock tomorrow. I can't think of any reason other than injury uh, that would cause Ange Postacoglu to leave him out. He's got to start the game and he's going into it off the back of his first Goal against Rangers since getting here From Japan, so he is In terrific Form and In a great place uh, And on the manager of the month, Michael Beale, kami
1: it, yep. it was In danger of becoming the Ange Postacoglu Award, He's, he wins it so often um, Such has been Celtic's recent form But I guess it, it's not You know, it's, it's a pretty clear, clear, clear Easy for me to say, clear case In the sense that Mike will be 1-4 out of 4 and probably from a, a position that people wouldn't have expected I, th- I think people looked at the form before and thought Rangers are bound to drop points in one of those games one all 4 and um, yeah, I think that's obviously why you got the nod Yeah, no,
3: definitely I think he's done really well since he's come in um, steadied the ship which he said he wanted to do first and foremost um, built some positivity around the club and confidence, confidence is coming back They they went into the game obviously on Monday with confidence against a very good Celtic team who, for me, Celtic didn't perform to the levels they can do but Rangers were very competitive um, so, yeah, I think he's, he's bringing belief back to the, Celtic, uh, the Rangers fans and, and hopefully He can make some good signings I think I've I've said this before Before he came in It's all about recruitment for Rangers Rangers need to recruit well They've not recruited well for a period of time now, So they need to do that
1: So you'd think we planned this perfectly And smooth transition Michael Beale says he's spoken to two or three players About potential transfers to Rangers in January He also says he doesn't want to sign any more loan players And that he will have the final say on deals We've
11: spoken to two or three players. Our phone's not stopped, really. There's a lot of players interested in coming here. I've got to make sure they're the right one. I'm a little bit fussy. I want to sit in front of a player and I want to look in his eyes. It's all right doing something over Zoom. Uh, My schedule's been pretty packed out up until that game last Monday. This week's been spent meeting people face-to-face and getting a feel for them, telling them exactly what I want not the other way around in terms of what they're expecting, what I'm expecting from them and and the role that I want them to play coming in because when we're recruiting, I'm recruiting players for real specific roles. It's not just about a collection of players coming in. I want to recruit a player that comes in and does a very specific job for us in the squad. I said when I first come in the job, I didn't think it was as broken as people were making out. The only thing that can prove that is performances on the pitch, and I think three or four of the right additions can pull everything together in the right direction. The players that come in this club will be chosen by myself along with the recommendations of the recruitment staff, but no player would come into Rangers without the managers say so. And in my time... Working at the club previously That never happened then either My plan is no loans this month We don't need anyone To come in this club For six months as a short term
1: Uh, What do you make of that Hugh Kevins There's always a lot of detail in there Yeah
2: I think the Rangers fans Will be happy To hear him speak about His approach to business He wants to see them Face to face Not On a computer And I think that's a terrific way To go about your business I think also To say no more loans Is absolutely the right thing for Rangers to do Last season at a critical stage of the season They brought in Aaron Ramsey and Amad Diallo To a fanfare of trumpets And neither was worth the bother So um, Rangers have got to get serious about recruitment Ange Postacoglu is very serious about recruitment Celtic have a terrific squad and they have added to it now with Alistair Johnson, with Kobayashi, with Iwata coming in and there'll be more from Ange Postacoglu as well I have no doubt between now and the end of January so Rangers have got to get serious about this and when Michael Beale says no player will come into this club without the manager say so I think that's a real show of strength on his part. Yeah, but
1: like, takes more than wor- words to cut through the cynicism in Scottish football, Cammy. There yep. might still be people going, ah, ah but you know, I, don't, I, I don't know. I still think someone else is picking players. That's just the way we operate here. But it, it was a very clear statement. You can only take the guy who's word at this point. And Rangers fans were looking for that because they've, they used to call us all the time. See who's signing these players, who's picking these players, and Michael Beale's tried to clear it up.
3: Yeah, totally, and I think he's done it at the right time. We're, we're, we've approached the transfer window that he's he's in at the moment, so he's made it clear that he's the man, along with the recruitment staff, that will sign the players. He makes the decisions. He he says the yes or the no that they come into the club, and that's that's him taking a little bit of accountability. That he's the guy that that's signing these players. So if they work out, great. He takes that plaudits. But if they don't work out, he's also going to take the flak for it. it. It's not just him. There's a whole recruitment process behind it. But it's it's good to hear that, and I think it's what the Rangers fans do want to hear. They want to hear clarity of what's happening um, behind the scenes, um, the way that the club's structured and it's working. And Michael Beale's made that clear, and I, I agree with you. I think the no-loan thing mm-hmm. um, works really well for Rangers because they've had loans that haven't worked. I, I think loans, for me, are sometimes a, a short-term fix. I don't think big clubs like Rangers and Celtic would generally have too many loans come in that'll be... They're more For me they fill gaps I think they fill gaps for a short period of time Rangers don't need that They need long longevity in their players They need to look for towards the future And to hit the ground running this season as well But I think the, the loan thing is, is a positive mm. thing for me
1: Now you just need to pick the right players The easy yeah. bit apparently uh, David is a Rangers fan on the line What do you make of that? What you just heard David You know, m- Meeting a couple of players already No loans What do you read into that?
8: Yeah I think that's absolutely brilliant I mean listening to Michael Bale at the minute is just he's is, is, is a breath of fresh air that that guy uh, he, he seems to say all the right things but I think he means it uh, you know he's, he's it's great to hear that he's not interested in signing loan players uh, that he, he only wants permanent transfers he's going to bring people in who actually want to play for the club uh, which is going to be you know long term which is going to be yeah. Which is going to be brilliant, do
1: you think that's important david we, we always get general complaints about loan players, and it's easy to understand why they're not they're not yours forever you know do, do they have the same sort of uh not not so much the same commitment, but does does it mean as much when they're not going to be there next season and so on? Is that something that has concerned you in the past?
8: Yeah definitely I think that you know lone players you wonder if they've got the same drive and determination as, as permanent players you know a permanent signing is always going to give you a little bit more I think even if even if it's subconsciously I think it's just important to get people in who are going to be in for two three seasons plus
1: The only thing I, I wonder if we do need to be a bit more flexible in that view because it does feel like it's a very black and white thing uh-huh. we make everything black and white yeah. in case you hadn't noticed in the last hour and 17 minutes. Um because you're right last year Diallo and Ramsey but Ryan Kent when he came Rangers fans liked that loan period yeah. so much so that you know they then bought him. Um other clubs I mean off the top of my head Patrick Roberts first loan spell at spell at Celtic was very productive. Um
2: it, it, is it always is it always such a bad thing if Ange Postacoglu continues in this vein and strengthens the Celtic side then Michael Beale has no other option but to say, look, I have to address the Celtic question. That's the only thing that concerns the Rangers supporters. The only thing that concerns people in this city and in this country, those who have an affiliation to Celtic or Rangers, is that Celtic finish above Rangers or Rangers finish above Celtic. Michael Beale has got to address that situation and he has looked on from afar while... The likes of Ramsey and uh, yeah. the the over there, and he in his own mind. And remember, I think he's been working on the Rangers' job for a long time in his mind. And he thought to himself, "When I get in there, that will stop."
1: Do you? You've been on loan three times, Cammy Bell. Yeah. Is it? Is it good to have a blanket ban on them or? Blanket refusal to go there
3: No listen I, I think it's uh, Depending on the club As I said before I think Rangers and Celtic Are a little bit different They're, they're big big clubs um, Clubs that play in Europe um, Should be able to attract Top top players Without just attracting them On loan Loans can work they, Obviously we've seen it In the past You mentioned some Gordon That, that have been successful In the past um, a lot of the new sort of model that they're doing now is a loan, my view to buy, and there's and there's a clause in it at the end that there's a fee already agreed. Um, that can work because the players then trying to prove that he's good enough to the manager that he wants to come to the club. But the ones sometimes that I just think are, are bridging gaps for selling Rangers. I don't think the future is loans for them. They maybe bring one or two in to fill the squad, but I, I think Michael Beale's correct in doing what he's doing and, and trying to. Secure the future for the club and, and guys that he can work with For the next two or three seasons
1: Is, it, is this Rangers right now specific as well? Just thinking back to something Michael Beal said Where there are there are already loan players there Yep. So James Sands, Malik Tillman You've also got a number of players In the first team picture Whose contract is up at the end of the season as well So rather than Michael Beal saying he's, he's possibly not saying He's forever going to be against loans But right now does he need a bit more Security, a bit more certainty, guys. It'll be here next going
3: season. Going forward, yeah, no, a hundred percent. That that'll be a key factor in why he said that. I'm not. I don't think it'll be against loans. I think loans will come in in Michael Beal's tenure as manager. But I I just think at this moment in time, Rangers, as you say Gordon, need guys that are going to be there for the next two or three years. He likes to work with players on the training pitch and mould them into the, his style of player. Um, so he'll be looking to get these guys in, um, and and make them permanent signings that he can. Make them better players And also fit into the style of
1: Rangers is, is football David he says he's What did he say He's met with Two or three Was it is that what he said? Two, yeah. two or three players David If you can If you can give me names Who you think they are that I mean I'm asking a lot That's like picking the lottery numbers I'll settle for a, What position do you hope That they are
8: Well I think Stryker To replace Morelos If Morelos goes in January Probably who's going to want him At the moment I think this, this has been said On other on other nights uh, but if he does go, I, I don't really want Shankland. Uh, I think he's a he's a decent enough player, but is he any better than Kolak and Roof? No, so I'd give Kolak and Roof the rest of the season to prove their fitness, and if they don't, uh, or Roof in particular, uh, and if he doesn't, then chip him out maybe. But uh, I wouldn't get Shankland at the minute. I,
2: I am amazed that three people have come to Glasgow to meet Michael Beale. Undetected <laughs> I was just thinking that myself in, in this particular city Where as soon as you What hit, are
1: we doing what, We should be ashamed of ourselves Exactly
2: As soon as you hit Glasgow airport There's always a clipe Who's thinks, Oh I know him uh, And phone calls are made To newspaper offices Radio offices He didn't say they took place In Glasgow though Yeah Well um, He's been a busy man In Glasgow I don't know Again If he Landed at London airport Or East Midlands Airport or whatever, he Michael Beale would be spotted mm-hmm. and people would be saying, "What is he That's doing a good here?" It's a fair point. So uh, I'm just amazed that it's all going undetected. But I come back to it. Celtic have a nine point lead. They have uh, Kobayashi, who is yet to be seen on the park. Uh, likewise, Iwata. Well, he's been spotted at an airport. Has he not? He's on his way. Yeah, but the yeah. looks of things uh, now. Celtic are 9 points clear And Gathering strength And that's why Michael Beale Knows this city now Like the back of his hand And he's thinking If I am second to Celtic For much longer People will start to grumble About me So I'm going to do what Secures my position here And that is No more loans Good players I think it's important That you make up your mind About those who are there At the moment on loan Tillman is certainly worth keeping I don't think Sands is, but those decisions have to be arrived at as well by Michael Beale. What do you think of David's position,
1: identification, analysis, or whatever you can call yeah.
3: it? No, I, again, I think you're looking at striker Morelos for me as he's done at Rangers. I yeah, can't...
1: Th- can he go this window? He can't. Well, he can't go this window without a bid, can he? No, I, 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 I can't but... see anyone
3: bidding for him, to be perfectly honest. So you just get
1: one in now anyway?
3: I, I think you do. You prepare for get the, get another striker in to make him available and hopefully... Alfredo does keep working hard To the end of the season Gives you something But you've got another guy in there That you're working with With a view to next season um, As well as Putting an an impact on In this season I think goalkeeper as well I'm not saying this window But there'll be definitely Talk of of who they can get in
1: Uh, Thank you David My apologies I didn't realise I was so late We'll need to take a quick breather Then get back Plenty more calls afterwards 01419511025 What do you think Rangers fans You're hearing that No more loans Is that music to your ears Uh, And what sort of players Do you think Michael Beal Has been uh, meeting up with Here's maybe one for you Celtic fans On the game Specifically tomorrow Who plays it right back Just leave that there You can answer us next
0: Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: it's that time of the night where Hugh Keaven's and Cammy Bell team up on the full time teaser. Now, I, I, I'm going to try and don't try and be polite, but these two no full time teaser yeah, not a match made in heaven.
2: Right, I think we can we see this say every it. time. You're talking because about... I mean it every time, and you prove me right every time. You're talking about the night after Hopalong gets a zero on beat the. Partner. Ah, but he's a lost cause, <laughs> and he's weirdly
1: either quite good at the full time teaser or have still not caught him getting text messages Off uh, whoever it is that. Uh, That puts them right So uh, the Crazy Pony sent one in for you tonight Can you name The most Who are the 10 most capped players To score In a Glasgow Derby Old Firm Derby Call it what you will Uh Delete as appropriate I've got far too much on my plate with VR to worry about that The Pony says The Pony's wording is Who are the 10 most capped players to score in a Glasgow Derby Barry Ferguson No What I'm going to say to you Don't mind giving you two a clue Because okay. you're hopeless and you need it <laughs> You need a minimum of 93 international caps well, To make this list what are you mean? That's okay. the sort of company you're keeping here Right Okay, so who are the most 10 capped players to score For Celtic against Rangers Or Rangers against Celtic Ken Dalglish Yes 102 caps for Scotland Well done the only thing, again, I'm dishing out clues. Nice and early, feeling mm-hmm. generous tonight. Like it. The rest are all more recent, all considerably more recent. Stephen Davis, yes, top of the three hundred and forty yes. caps internationally. Incredible. Okay, David Weir. No. No. Remember ninety three caps yeah, you need to get on this okay. list. Don't think there are many Scotland players at all on. Of words after? of that. No. I think of the sort of the big European hitters that have been here or George Cadetti. No, come on. <laughs> he was Portuguese, was he not? So it's gonna be hard to have that many for for Portugal. Right, leave it with. I'll leave it with. You've done oh. alright so far. Two. Eight to get. And like the pony did tonight, if you fancy that, if you like the sound of it, you want to catch the pundits out and you get the credit for it, it's full time at Clyde1.com. Full time at Clyde1.com. So send your questions into us, please. Uh, we are tentatively uh, looking at some transfer business. Rangers fans, you can keep your thoughts coming. We were speaking before the break about meetings that Michael Beals had with two or three players. What, what type of players do you think they are? And what do you make of his assessment that there will be no more loans and that he's the one that gets the final say? Um, in terms of tomorrow's games, maybe we could look at that, which is a a novel concept At half past seven On a Friday night Celtic against Kilmarnock St Mirren Hearts Aberdeen St Johnson Ross County Livy And some big games On Sunday As well um, Let's hear a bit more From Ange Postacoglu Asked you Celtic fans Before the break Who should play it Right back tomorrow and The reason I ask Is because Alistair Johnson Comes in Very impressive debut Does a press conference Yesterday Speaks incredibly well Therefore what's the big fuss Obviously he stays in the team Ah but does he Because you've got Josip Juranovic That many of you Are saying is worth 25 million quid did, did, Does he play Is that is that him done At Celtic did, What happens How does this
2: all play out Who plays Tomorrow Let us know um, What would your thoughts On that be I'm a, I'm a mood person I would go for Alistair Johnson Because he's had A terrific debut At I. Fickle you mean No no I, I believe in The, the mood And Juranovic Had a very poor Time of it at Ibrooks, I'd start Alistair Johnson.
3: Yep, I'm the same. I think Alistair Johnson deserves to keep his mm-hmm. spot, so I'd be starting him.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And based on that 90 minutes, I'm not yeah. going to stand here and say, no, he doesn't deserve to keep his spot. But my follow up question, Hugh, then was, so what, what is next? Is that Yusup Miranovic done, doesn't play again for Celtic? I don't you know how well, well happens the, there because it's easy enough to say, oh, Johnson was good last week, so he plays tomorrow.
2: It's out of everyone's hands because Celtic have to await an official confirmed offer for Josip Juranovic and I hear speculation about uh, Serie A and so forth but I see no confirmed bids for Juranovic so... All we can go on is a game-by-game basis. For me, if the choice is Alistair Johnson or Juranovic tomorrow, then I would say Alistair Johnson has the cleaver mind. William
1: is a Celtic fan. Who would you give the nod to out of those players, William?
9: Oh, that's a good question, Gordon. Uh, I would probably stick with Alistair Johnson, but I think, uh, listening to Angie Day, uh, he 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 probably... it's, a, it's really a toss-up, you know, and I think, I think the way Ange, I love Ange, I love listening to Ange, you know, 20 minutes, it was a great press conference today, you know, I thought it was great, uh, look forward to the game tomorrow, I was more over on the other side, I think, uh, I didn't agree with his decision on Monday about pr- uh, putting Uduranovich on on to the left side, I thought uh, Bernabe deserved a place when Taylor got injured, you know, so I think Bernabe will start tomorrow if Taylor's still injured, you know, so, on that side I mean I like Ralston as well but he's in he's no he's not feeling well either so we've got a choice of three and I think the three of them are, look really good right backs I don't think it's really a problem it's merely a problem for Ange yeah. I think it's a toss of the coin to be honest with you, you know. I
2: think if Alessandro Burnaby who cost Celtic three and three quarter million pounds to bring to the club if he can't get a game at home against a team who are ninth in the league, then he's in bother. So for me, Burnaby would would start over on the left, and Alistair Johnson on the right.
3: Yeah, totally agree. I think that's what that's what Angel do, um, as you say, if you can't get a game against the Komarnik side at home, and it's no disrespect to Komarnik, but Komarnik will probably have one eye on the on the semi final the weekend after. So. Yeah, I would expect Celtic to probably have an easy, easy day of it tomorrow.
1: Sorry Derek McInnes, if you're listening, no offence, I'm sure. By <laughs> former commandment goalkeeper Cammy Vell, no less, with friends like these. Um, the stuff about Juranovic, of course, he was, he was ill, Hugh, or he uh-huh. was recovering from illness or whatever, and I think understatement of the night coming, it clearly wasn't his best nope. game um, against Rangers last week, so... Again, that's that to me just seems like part of the intrigue, though. You know, does if it if it's not tomorrow, Celtic then go into a, a League Cup semi final as Cami says. You know, does it does he does he still not get back in the team? You know, if the, if these bids don't come, everyone is always assuming that. I mean, it must be done. It must be. Why
2: yeah. would you sign Alistair Johnson? He's got a bit of a target on his back now, Josip Juranic, because if the big bids don't come in, um, people who don't support Celtic will mock. Him and mock everyone who said, oh, you're a £25 million player. So I think you have to let him sit there, see if bids come in, and then he can, and his people, can assess whether it's the, the, the kind of move that he wants to make. But give me clear minds. Give me Alistair Johnson on the right-hand side and Alessandro Burnaby on the other Side of the park I'm not assuming That it's a foregone conclusion However Celtic would have to start At home Against Kilmarnock Given that they protected Their nine point Mm -hmm. differential From the match against Rangers on Monday They've got to start The overwhelming favourites Against Kilmarnock tomorrow As
1: everyone knows
2: As long as I have the pleasure Of being on this side of the desk Talk of one game
1: at a time Is banned That's for football managers And players Who are trying to be Sensible in press conferences It's not for us Cammy Bell um, I think there's a safe assumption Comarnock will So-called park the bus That's just what we get Do you If you're Derek McInnes You obviously want something tomorrow Of course you do Are you also are you also Getting a bit of a trial run At what you could do Against Celtic At, at Hamden In a one-off cup tie Next week
3: Yeah, I think that's what he will be looking he'll be looking at where he can try and, listen, Celtic are a very, very good team, so where he can try and exploit them how he manages to keep Celtic the door closed for 90 minutes as well is going to be really difficult, but listen, Kermannock's away record this season has been horrendous, they think they've only drew drew one game, um, so I don't think they do have much hope at uh, Celtic Park tomorrow, but it probably is an opportunity for Derek McInnes to to have a look and how he's going to set up for the following week, because it's a, it's a bigger match for Kilmarnock the following week, Celtic will just want to get the job done tomorrow, make sure they can try and get some more players fit for the semi-final and uh, back from illness as well
2: Yeah, um, you know Celtic, there's no point in getting that draw with Rangers at Ibrox and uh, all of the uh, cheering that went on when the Kyogo scored the equalising goal and then shooting yourselves in the foot at home a few days later, so Celtic's job is to get a 12 point jump on Rangers Tomorrow and then challenge Rangers to Survive Panadice on Sunday Without doing any damage It's as simple as that For Ange Postacoglu and his players uh, And if you do not Take all three points at home Tomorrow against Kilmarnock Then you have made a monumental error
1: Thank you very much to William Who was on the line there on 01419511025 You can tweet us of course as well At Clyde SSB So feel free to do that If you've got any thoughts on Whether Alistair Johnson does continue In that right back slot tomorrow Whether there's a return for Josip Juranovic Or anything else On Celtic v Komarnak This is a good time and place to share it What about this uh, teaser then uh, That we've been on at here Now just a reminder how it works Very quickly you send the questions The pundits invariably struggle with the answers, it's good fun for me certainly. Um, and the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1 dot com. The posi- pony wants to know if you can name the ten most capped players to score in an old firm derby. You've got Kenny Dalglish and Stephen Davis. So Terry Butcher. No,
3: I said they were all much more recently uh, than. I've got a few written down here. Mm-hmm. The Geo.
1: Yes, one hundred and six caps for the Netherlands. Rudolph. Jonathan Johansson must have got a lot 106 offer. caps for Did Finland yeah. Yep Well done Any more for any more Larson? Yeah 106 caps for Sweden Hudson. No His luck's run out Hugh Any other big hitters you can think of? After the break There's a couple of proper fan favourites from the From the Celtic team in particular in there um, okay, we'll get the answers next. Keep your calls coming.
0: Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard.
1: On the home straight then with Cami Bell and Hugh Evans. We've got championship football uh, tonight about to to kick off in front of us, so we'll keep an eye Wraith uh, Rovers Dundee um when is that must be a quarter must be, is that a quarter to eight kick off eight o'clock must be quarter to eight um, we'll keep an eye on that one big games tomorrow let me quickly check in on this teaser that you've got and in fact see, before we do that let me quickly remind you of something because I got a sneak peek of this in the office and it's every bit as entertaining slash disturbing as uh-huh. you would imagine Hugh Kevans. Um we sent Gordon DL and Mark Wilson down to Factory Weights right, which is Glasgow's premier home and commercial gym equipment supplier now needless to say Arnold Schwarzenegger, they ain't, right? But they've been sort of competing with each other in these weightlifting challenges. Horrific, honestly. Worth a watch. Um, So what to do? Tune in next week to the show. All next week, we're going to give you the chance to win £250 to spend at their Glasgow showroom. And you can also just go off your own back and check out their January sale um, at Factory Weights, 10% off fitness equipment. So take a look in that video next week. Uh, is not to be missed. Any more quickly on the teaser?
2: Right, as you know, on social media, I am Shinjuku Shug. You are. While in Shinjuku, <laughs> should see Nakamura.
1: Yes, well done.
2: Struggling. Okay,
1: what's that? Six four to get. You've got a couple more European Celtic. How many selling? How many readers? players? Um, I think it's three and one actually. Right, okay. Um, a couple of more European Celtic. Players And one Former Rangers player Who's got 112 caps For a non-European team And he's made football headlines This week For a bit of drama Concerning his son
2: um.
1: I'll leave that with you now Let's go back to the phones Jim is a Celtic fan from Nottingham How's it going Claudio, Jim?
2: Quad Arena Ah yeah,
10: Well so done
1: Good to you My clue was too easy Well done uh, Jim's on the line Take it away Jim
10: Yeah I'm not bad uh, How's everybody doing? Good Good, um, good. I just uh, I don't think Alistair Johnson Should start Tomorrow I'm going to the game anyway I drive up to Nottingham uh, Tomorrow But um, I don't think he should start The reason I don't think He should start Is because Everybody knows that Ryan Ryan Kent's left leg Is for standing on and what did he show him to score his goal? He showed him inside onto his good right foot. So that was a that was a bad mistake, and it it let Rangers back into the game.
1: Was it a bad mistake, Jim, or do you sometimes need to just ugh, accept that Ryan Kent takes a really quick touch and does it before you've got time to think?
10: Aye, right, aye. I mean, he's a good player, right? However. If if it's me marking Ryan Kent, right, and I'm fifty six, I'm trying to get him to run the outside of me, doing it in his left foot because I know that he's right foot. He's really
1: good on it. Uh, I always think of Aaron Robin when people talk about this, cami because yeah. you always knew what he was going to do, but nobody ever stopped him and he made a career out of it.
3: Yeah, listen, I, I get what Jim's saying because it is frustrating. As a goalkeeper, you, you obviously you would do your homework and know what player's strongest foot is and you'd want them to go down the line and make that extra pass, but sometimes it's very, very difficult. I think it was a bit harsh on Alistair Johnston. Um, it was the bit of skill from Ryan Kent that we look for more as Rangers fans, but... Doesn't produce it enough for me um, I, I think it, Alistair Johnson done fairly well in that game For being his, his, his first old form Derby um, Handled it really well Looked very composed at times So I, I would I would say He deserves to keep his place in the team you go was, back. was
1: that a
2: bad enough mistake To not have Alistair Johnson keep his place? <laughs> Again you go back to the unique nature Of this fixture Jim is unhappy because he feels That Alistair Johnson didn't do enough To stop Ryan Kent I could well understand that you might think He could have got closer to him However, do you then say to Alison Johnson Look, you made a mistake against Rangers So in this city that means you have to sit out the next game uh, Which would have been your home debut for Celtic Uh, It's a bit harsh, Jim, is it not?
10: No, Juranovic is twice the player of him, mate And I'm I'm surprised you never picked up on... uh on his mistake there, mate? It's not only you that comes out with stuff that's loads of rubbish. Avian, Robin, and Ryan Kent in the same breath, mate. Never.
1: Oh, Jim, see, yeah. uh, listen. If you, you if you if, if you listen to that, and your conclusion is that I think they're the same level of player, that's very much a you problem rather than a me. It was no, about Jim, the, thought,
2: Jim it, thought I said it, which he, is he even more alarming. He didn't pick up on you <laughs> it, it, it,
1: It's more about the principle. Of knowing what someone's doing versus stopping them and you know When ben,
3: you look at Juranovic's performance on Monday I thought it was really, really poor um, So you compare him to Johnson I thought Johnson did well in the game Juranovic um, was poor It was at fault for a number of Rangers opportunities And, and gave the ball away cheaply So does he deserve mm. to keep his, 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 his space in the team And
1: sacrifice Johnson who's had a good game? Jim, the, the Yosip juranovic thing Is important though isn't it Because we're not This isn't only about Alistair Johnson You do have a player That's just finished third At the World Cup And he's still a Celtic player Still very much How do you see his Celtic career Playing out from here?
10: Well until Until somebody comes in With a solid bid Like you said earlier He's a Celtic player So he should play in the position Where he's been playing out Of his skin really um, Before he went to the World Cup That's my opinion
1: And it's all about them, as we as we always say, Hugh. um, The the two ends of the scale here. It reminded me of a call earlier in the week from a Celtic fan who was on slaughtering uh, Juranovic We we couldn't believe. You think, right? Come on, surely the truth somewhere in the middle. Um, And Jim's obviously much of much more of a fan, and twice the player that Alistair
2: Johnson is. So we're seeing we're seeing all the extremes. Well again in the, the wake of a Celtic Rangers or Rangers Celtic game This is the kind of talk that you get um, Ange Postacoglu has one obligation tomorrow And that is to win three points And he will have in his own mind The strongest starting at 11 But I don't think it will be affected by Ryan Kent getting the better of Alistair Johnson And scoring a goal um, You have to give the goal scorer some credit as well
1: do you think over the piece he had a decent enough debut though Jim Or was, was it that one incident overshadow everything
10: Yeah but the, He's there to—he's a defender And he's there to prevent people Getting into scoring opportunities And I think it was about a schoolboy error That he showed them on the inside Or maybe lack of local knowledge But in, in any case He let Ryan Kent go in on his good right foot And, and Ryan Kent's left foot's not the best mate
1: We'll find out tomorrow. Won't be far away from that team news. Uh, thank you to Jim, who is presumably is driving up just now. So, safe trip up uh, from Nottingham. Jim, that championship game between Wraith and Dundee is underway. Have I sparked any knowledge from you yet when I said you're looking for three or a couple of European Celtic players?
3: No? Since what year are we looking at? What, what era?
1: Bit of a spread, really. Um, not. Too recently, but probably spanning the sort of late, would that be late Martin? I agree, it probably goes late Martin and Neil right through to early Rogers. That sort of
3: okay, anyway,
1: still got time,
2: still got yeah, time. Yeah, you do still have time. What else is jumping out at you tomorrow, Hugh? Well, obviously, Aberdeen, uh, the situation that they are in uh, five games, no wins, uh, one point out of 15 at home to St Johnston. Um, Jim Goodwin he, he has that game And then he's got Rangers the following week he, The League Cup semi-final uh, they, They've got to get a meaningful result Under their belts But St Johnstone will come there And uh, they, they've done well at Pataudry in recent years And it's far from uh, An easy fixture for Aberdeen So that's clearly going to be an important one Um. Celtic, Kilmarnock will take care of itself St Mirren Hearts you know I wouldn't like to be playing Hearts right now 3 nothing winners over Hibs um, Lawrence Shankland right at the top of his game Robert Snodgrass an inspired signing by Robbie Nielsen um, you would have to fancy Hearts in Paisley tomorrow they, they are a credit to themselves because while Aberdeen and Hibs struggle others are in and out Hearts are consistent and consistently good Uh,
1: And on that actually I've had a message from Paul Who wants to point out That there will be a minute's applause For Frank McGarvey At that game St Mirren Hearts Tomorrow he says Ironic because against Hearts, He scored the winner In the 87
2: semi-final On the cup win Says Paul Yeah well good for the St Mirren fans Frank was there twice um, Made I think over 300 appearances For St Mirren in total Scored a lot of goals for them Uh, And good The Celtic fans have remembered Frank Uh, He thankfully got his chance to say goodbye to the Celtic supporters on the park at Celtic Park and uh, it's a, an understandable but nevertheless very welcome gesture from St Mirren tomorrow Yes, absolutely uh, Cammy.
1: there are some big, ge- you, you even look ahead to Sunday Yep. I don't think I've had the chance to go along without any work commitments for a while so I should be looking forward to going to Fir Park for Motherwell Hibs can't help but feeling it might be a bit fraught
3: Yeah listen it's two teams that Aren't, aren't in form at the moment um, It's it's a game that both teams Really need to win um, Hibbs, and uh, Lee Johnson will be under pressure um, There's noise Going around the club at the moment obviously that The results haven't been good enough But he, he thinks he can turn the corner um, And Motherwell have been struggling for results as well So it's two clubs that really really need to get The three points um, And then you obviously you've got the Dundee United Rangers yeah. game and it's it's as you said Celtic could uh, Extend that That lead So it becomes A difficult game has the,
1: has the tension If there even was any Has it come out of the, the title race You know Everyone this week Just keeps saying That's it over anyway So the obsession With points gaps Is it is it becoming Less about that now And just for Michael Beale to Keep winning Keep doing what he can do Keep building Keep improving Does that become more the No it's got to be
3: that For him The gap is big at the moment And and obviously where the, the result in the Old form game Hasn't helped Rangers um, but he won't He won't give up There's still two hmm. um,
1: old form games to be had So yeah he'll keep going We are looking for three more Of the ten most capped players To ever score For Celtic against Rangers or vice versa You've got Dalglish, Steven Davis, Van Bronkers, Jonathan Johansson, Henrik Larsson Nakamura, Claudio Reyna Is there a Belgian there? There's a Bulgarian
2: Who would be Stan Petrov? Yes, yes. There is a Swede who would be Johan Mjarby Nope You've um, already got Larson. Right back Yep um. mm-hmm.
1: Put the oh. policeman's hat on Yep Oh Mikael Lustig Lustig And the last one Born in Scotland But represented The Republic of Ireland International level Aiden, Where he D- goes, D- 93 caps yes. Aiden. McGiddy, Thank you very much, Cami Bell and Hugh Keevens. We are back tomorrow. Very, very busy show tonight. So thanks for your calls. Thanks for your company. Much appreciated as always. Back tomorrow from 2 o'clock. Hugh, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale in the studio. And it's the GBX up next.